Hey, it's Shaquille O'Neal. And as you know, I love me some white boy classics. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Take these broken girls. Just when I, you know what I'm talking about. Thank God I'm a country boy. I've got friends in low places. My man Cadillac Jack, he's back. So welcome to the Cadillac Jack, my second act. Shaquille O'Neal doing the intro this week. Unbelievable. Can you say touchdown for Shaquille? He plays basketball. Well, I I knew that. I knew that. Okay. My name's Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a very loyal 26 years until July 2019. I was fired. Welcome to my second act. And my name's Donna, and I'm Caddy's wife, and I am so over kids group projects for school over it over it we're in the middle of one right now olivia's handling it and here's the thing about kids group projects you either have a controller or you have a slacker with the child or with the parent well probably both but (laughs) definitely with the child and we've had both so this is like no judgment zone like we've had a slacker who they were like, okay, uh-huh. th- well, I'm just telling you, where like the kids are like, this this particular child who remain unnamed never helped us, never did anything with the project. We don't even know if they showed up or if they even knew there was a project going on. And then we've got a controller who will go unnamed. I see. Okay. Yeah. Who doesn't want- Participates wanna, and does most of the work. Right. And doesn't want to work with anyone because they're such a control freak. So- Somebody has to be like the point person on the group project. And that's the thing I don't think like the teachers understand. You know, it's like I'm the one scheduling getting all these kids together. And where's the group project going to be you know, put together? It's just a lot of work. So I'm kind of over that. When's it due? When's this round going to be over? This I think, week, I think. Right? I think it's due Tuesday. We are at the Appen Media Group, North Main Street in Alpharetta with the Appen Podcast Network Studios. What was your hype song on the way here today? Alabama. Get out. No, seriously, Song of the South. Okay. Is there any better song than that? Well, I mean, yeah, like any better Alabama song. Remember when we went to the Georgia National Fair in Perry, and it was supposed to be Alabama's farewell tour? How long ago was this? It's been 12, 13 years, A maybe? long time ago. They've since done like three or four reunion and going away tours, but I think this is the first time they put it out there. And Randy Owen came out. In sneakers. In sneakers and joggers. Like, I thought it was sound check. He was just out there, just walking around, just had a really lazy gait to him. He's stretch. <laughs> yeah. Play me some mountain music. Ooh, you know. And, but these uh, are like warm up pants. Like joggers jog- are kind of cool now, but this was way before cool joggers. My hype song. Yeah, what was it? On the way here today was a song from Walker Hayes. You may recognize the name. Walker had one of the most played songs in country radio in the past two years, a song called You Broke Up With Me. He's put out a new project, and you were the one, Donna, that turned me on to this. I love it. It is so good. It's called Eight Tracks, Volume 3, Black Sheep, and it is so real and raw for Walker Hayes, who really, think of uh, Sam Hunt, but better, kind of spoken word a lot. Yeah. And he is so clear and raw in this project, and it's autobiographical about so many things in his life, including his alcoholism. Yeah, I know he's been very public about that. There's a great song about his wife on there, and um, it is so good. It is, I mean, if you haven't heard it, and if you if you only are kind of basing what you know about him on that one song that he had on radio, you really should yeah. do your favorite. Download this; it's so good. 
that was an example, that song of playing nice with country radio yeah. and putting a song out. And that song even stretched the boundaries. But putting a song out that was radio friendly. There's a lot of stuff on here that's great. Every, all the eight tracks are great. I don't know that there's a radio song on here. I think this was like a vanity project for Walker Hayes. Cut number six, Wish I Could Drink, is yeah. a song about his alcoholism. He's been sober for 40 years. Once an addict, always an addict. Once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic. Lord knows I can tell Lord knows I can like a fish, referring to drinking. Y'all, I ain't just alcoholic. I'm staring at that water bottle, wondering if folks would notice if I put a little vodka in it. Maybe rehab ain't just a guest house. Maybe I don't really ever check out. Just appreciate the freedom from my demons when they hush and fight the temptation when I just wish I could drink. Yeah, that's good. He's written a lot about how hard it is to be a sober, recovering alcoholic in the music business, how, you know, you're backstage and, you know, especially at his level when you're touring with a bunch of different acts. You're having to kiss ass. Yeah, and you're not the headliner, so you can't really control the backstage environment. You know, if you're a headliner and you're like Keith Urban and you are a recovering addict, you control what goes on in that backstage, what's brought back, what's on the rider, you know, rider being the, a, a the contract form. you have with yeah. the venue or the promoter about what will be, what you'll have access to, what you want access to, whether yeah, it's food, what, showers, yeah, drinks, fresh foods. towels. You'd be, we, we yeah. could do a whole segment on riders, concert riders. Yeah. Funny stuff. Maybe in the future. But anyways, he said, you know, it's really, and, and I think that translates into people's life. You know, it's sometimes it's lonely to be a recovering addict because you've got to change friends. You've got to change where you go. Habits. Yeah, you know, it's tough. So, but it's a great project. If, if you're looking for something new to listen, it's not traditional country, but it's really good. Walker Hayes, Eight Tracks, Volume 3, Black Sheep. The gym is so crowded right now. Filed under words I never thought I would say. Filed under words I never thought you would say. Words that you thought you would never hear. I would never, yeah, I'd never hear you say, for sure. You hear this every month of January. After New Year's resolutions come out and everybody wants to lose weight and everybody does what? They join the gym and the gyms are packed. I started going to the gym back in July after I got fired as a way to clear my head, as a way to get out of the house. And I've been really consistent. I rarely go miss a day, but I commend anybody that's in the gym. This isn't getting down on people and beating people down. This is actually that statement I'm not saying that it's a negative thing. I, I encourage everyone to go. But, and, and you got to stick to it because here's what happens. After you skip one day, you start to, your, your brain starts to produce something in your mind and chemicals and things and endorphins, whatever those are. And you suddenly are like, you know what? I can take today off as well. Then you're two in the hole. And it just becomes very easy to talk yourself out of going once you do it one time. So keep it up. But the gyms are freaking crowded right now. I had to park at SunTrust Bank. Next door to the gym. It's good for you, though. You got you walked, so it's like a little extra, extra exercise. It's like you have rules, though. Now, what were you telling me? Like people aren't. It's, it's so your funny. Machine. Like you're you're like the mayor now. Clean your machine like, when you're done. This is flusy. Georgia is the most uh, the, the the state with the largest flu sickness right now. Like we've had fourteen fact check this, but fourteen people die. I think in the state of Georgia, the flu is rampant here. Clean your damn machine. That's what they provide. The wipes for and the spray, the disinfectant. Maybe they don't know. I mean, maybe, you know, if you're new to the gym, you may not know you're supposed to spray your machine down. You, you're like the little docent. You need to walk <laughs> around, tell everybody. I'm not. You know, Listen, what? 
how to squat, how to turn it on. I don't do any of that. And that's why I don't go to the gym. I've never lifted a weight in my life. I go to stay alive. I go to do cardio. Um, I even go into what they call the cardio cinema. Otherwise known as a creepy, creepy area. Why is it creepy? I think that is so weird to go into there are like a room. 12, there are 12 treadmills. There's ellipticals. There's cycles. And, and you're able to do that while you watch a movie. Is it dark? Like when does it, it lights on? But like, are you starting the movie at the beginning? No. Do you ever see a full movie? Uh, no, no. Okay, so that would I've make never, me mad. I've never been on the treadmill an hour and a half. But that would make me mad. Like, what if it's a movie you're really into? Can you just sit down? I, and people watch have. It? People stay. You just watch the, yeah, end of the movie. But I've seen a couple of people do it because you just get so into the movie. You've never seen it. Now I'll say this, Donna, that I never knew that there were so many. Uh, Adam Sandler, David Spade. Rob Schneider, Kevin James movies out were created. I think they must have a deal with their agents and the studios that they don't work without one or the other because like, oh, there like was they're a, together. There was a period where in cardio cinema, you saw those people in some sort of combination in a movie three times out of the week, one week. Yeah. Like at Christmas time, is there a theme? Like, do they show Christmas movies or yeah. Like, yeah. Home Alone, Home Alone 2 right before Christmas. Oh, that's awesome. Well, you, here's you I'm done. proud of you. I'm really proud of you because you, I am the person who went with you three times and quit. So I am really proud of you for sticking with it. And you do. And um, I'm proud of you for that. Well, I appreciate it. I really am. And if you're into it, if that's what you think is going to help you, stick to it. Stick sure. to it. You know, we're not even through January. Yeah, absolutely. I want to mention real quick that we're celebrating King Week here yes. in Atlanta. Yes, yes, yes. Martin Luther King Jr.'s hometown. And uh, Monday, which is MLK Day, free admission to the Atlanta History Center. And King would have been celebrating his 91st birthday this year. And, of course, they have the celebration at Ebenezer. Hmm. Baptist Church. Yeah, a little plug. On Monday. For the, listen, for the Atlanta History Center, maybe we take the kids down there on Monday. It is the most beautiful museum. And if you haven't gone, they have brought over the Cyclorama, Cyclorama, however you say that. And... um which used to be next to Zoo Atlanta. Yeah, and it's amazing. And and it's one of those. We used to do a lot of events there when I worked for Atlanta Magazine. And um, it is the prettiest museum. And there's so many cool exhibits to see. So if they're offering free admission, you should take them up on it. It's great. And looking here at the Ebenezer Church Celebration, uh, Fox 5 carries it live every year. Starts Who's at, like the special guest? Do you know? uh, don't, Don. I didn't, I didn't go that deep. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, it uh, starts at 9 a.m. Monday and will wrap sometime on Wednesday. Cool. Doesn't it feel that way when you're watching? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, when you're watching mm-hmm. it live? Yeah. It does go on a long like time. Like two days it goes on. I think there are people that go to that and they have no idea. Have you ever well, like watched into- it on TV and like yeah. they're like, okay, it's still Fanning going. themselves. Yeah, they're still the singing. Bulletins. They're still going. Singing until Wednesday at Ebenezer Baptist Church. Here in Atlanta, we have had some really, really uh, strong storms and rain and thunderstorms for several days now yeah i'm obsessed i mean i you know i am um i am unnaturally afraid of weather i really am like i know people get scared but like i when i start hearing because you know how they started like plugging the bad weather early a week early yeah and so i started talking to everybody like oh my god you know it's coming the bad weather's coming and like planning my weekend like a Seven 90 days out. yeah like, like a 90 year old woman yes my i'm mother, like your granny. mother and my mother now like i'm obsessing about the weather but i'm not the only one like debbie my really good friend debbie parker in the neighborhood she we start talking to each other and like when i was going out on saturday i went to get my hair colored she's like how long are you gonna be gone 
And I'm like, oh, I should be back by one. She's like, you need to get home because the storms are going to get really bad. And like I, I, I obsess over like when because you know how when the rain gets really bad, the TVs go out. And then I like this. Yes. And then I turn to my like um, David Chanley weather app and watch him. And I'm just it, it kills me because there's been a couple of times where there's been really bad weather, like overnight. And I'm like the sentinel. Like I stay up and you are sound asleep in the bed. If it's going to get you, it's going to get you. That's what you always say. And that's crazy. And I'm like waiting. Like it'll be two in the morning. I'm like, I got to round up the troops, get them down the basement. Where are the candles? Yeah. And I've gone in before and tried to wake you up. And you're like, I'm sleeping. I don't want to get up. Is that what I sound like? Yeah, exactly. That's my wake up in the middle of the night voice. But let me tell you what happens. Uh So now then it has in the past, it has transferred over to like our children. Because I can't remember when it was, but there was really, really, really like bad storms predicted. Torrential rain, tornadoes. And the kids were young. They were at Birmingham Falls. The girls were at Birmingham Falls. So they were in elementary school. And I, in lieu of the bad weather that was coming at like dismissal, I drove over early to check them out of school because I'm thinking, I don't want, you know, they're going to sit on the buses. I don't want to deal with this at, you know, carpool time or whatever. And they were under lockdown at the school. And so I couldn't check them out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember having a conversation. This has been years ago, but I remember saying to you as you were on your way to Birmingham Falls, Donna, I just, I don't know. You got to be careful when you serve something up to your spouse. I don't know, but I don't think that they'll allow you to check a child out when they're in duck and cover mode. Well, and they wouldn't. So what happened was not only would they not let me check them out, I had to get in duck and cover mode. Like I, they were like, uh, Ms. Choate, we're like, you have to get in duck and cover mode. And there was no room in the halls. And it took me back to like when I was little, you know, like I feel like we were ducking covering all the time. But I mean, there's just rear ends everywhere up in the air. Like, you, you know, really perverted principle. No, you had them like two days a week. Okay. Even outside of tornado season. Okay. No, just so you could walk up down the halls. Why would you talk about my principle that way? No, I'm not saying your principle. Anyway, look at all the panties hanging out of the jeans. Hi. So I, they put me in the um, coat closet. At Birmingham Falls. Yes. Okay. And so it was like me and a ro- a janitor and like another rogue parent. And we had to get in duck and cover in the, and there was just like, it was lost and found. It was like coats and all this stuff. And I swear to you, the minute, like when I got home, my head started itching. I know I got Shut lice. Up. I swear to God, I got lice from duck and covering at Birmingham Falls. Did it turn into a, did your duck and cover turn into a tug and tingle? I don't even know what In that the is. closet? I don't know what that is. Huh? No, I don't know what that is, but no, it did not. Were people handsy though? No. Because you're in a closet with the, okay. Okay. No, no. We were just fearful for our lives, but I'm telling you, like, do you have anything that you're like as an adult, is there something that you are unnaturally afraid of? Um, I am unnaturally afraid of changing light bulbs. Okay. That just sounds lazy. That doesn't sound like a fear. I'm scared that I'll fall because we have those high ceilings. Right. 16 feet, I think, or something. And you have to get the broomstick with the suction cup on the end. And then you have to climb to the very top of the ladder, like Cirque du Soleil. And you have to balance yourself while you have the stick and you're spinning it. And then the light bulb starts to come out and you wonder and you get very bad anxiety. Is the light bulb going to crash and fall or is it already suctioned and ready? Because you get something you can't really test. Because if it's not, it's going to fall 16 feet to your floor and explode. So is and that shrapnel? Okay. So is that fear the reason that our house is basically dark? 
Yes, because I wait until every light bulb is out before I begin my rounds as maintenance. So you don't do it on a, a need to fill basis. No. Char- well, you know, Charlotte, our 13 year old. She's sitting in the dark. For six months now. She's been doing her homework with her flashlight app on her iPhone. Because you can't get on the ladder. And I can't it. find the ladder, Donna. Okay. I know you've asked for six months. I can't. I've loaned it to somebody and I don't know where it is. Okay. Another fear of mine though with light bulbs is this. And I, I bet you can relate to this. And it's when you're spinning the light bulb. And it's not like one of the lamps that you have in your recessed lighting. This is like a regular light bulb. Uh-huh. And so you're doing it with your hand and you're twisting it. Remember light, uh, lefty loosey, righty tighty. And so you're spinning it to the left. And there's always that one point when you're trying to get a light bulb out that it start, it kind of starts to stall a little bit. You know what uh-huh. I'm saying? Like it has to get over a, a ridge and there's some rust there or something. And, and so it kind of stops a little bit. But in the past, you've been able to continue to turn left and it's come out right. What about that one time, though, when? that you're going left? Okay. Righty tighty, lefty loosey, for those that don't know. I just learned that. Okay. If you're turning really hard to the left, I'm always afraid. I have an unnatural fear of a light bulb cracking like an egg in my hand as I try to turn it left. Where did this come from? Like, did you have a bad experience or something with a light bulb? I mean, this is crazy. What you got? That's it. I mean, that mine is that's my fear. I have another. Okay. I have an unnatural fear of going into Moe's. The Mexican restaurant? Because they yell at you. Oh, God. Welcome to Moe's! And you, I jump. Yeah. I jump like I'm getting my prostate checked. Okay. And you don't hear it just one time when you go in, because once you're in line. Oh, you keep hearing oh it. Oh, my gosh. Welcome to Moe's! About every three seconds, and I jump every time. I'm just not prepared for it. As many times as I've been in, and as many times... As I've nearly jumped over the sneeze guard, I just can't get used to it. I wonder if there's like Order a hand, wonder if there's like a hand signal or something you could do when you came through the door. But well, no, because then the the other people don't know that same signal. But think of all coming the people. Behind you. But think of the people who have like sensory issues, or I mean, you have misophonia. So I do. That, that's that problem. Yeah. But um, do you want to explain to everyone what misophonia is? We don't have time for that. It's the hatred of sound, which is ironic that I've been in an audio industry my entire life. The only job I've ever had was been radio. I have a severe hatred for sound, for noise. I call it the most selfish it is. illness. It is, Donna, no, but no, I, no. I, I can't do anything about that. It you is. can eat your potato chips as loudly as you would like. Yes. The rest of the family no. has to gum the food. I my eyes. I'll sign eye you so quick. We have to gum our food so we don't make any noise. <laughs> Tapping your pen, don't do it. Your ice at the dinner table. I can't sit. Gosh, true. I cannot sit at the table with the rest of the family on taco night because everybody's just chomping and cracking and smacking. And it just, we'll have to talk about this. There's just too Kelly Rippa is our official spokesperson because she also uh, oh, the, uh, suffers you mean, painfully from she's misophonia. The, uh, for misophonia. She's our spokesperson for misophonia. She's head of the board. Do you know the worst place for someone with misophonia to go? Uh, the movies for yes. me. Is you, that really it? Yeah, yeah. It is. Oh, I can't. I, I rarely go to the movies, but again, because I can control my own and I don't hear myself. It's a very greedy disease, but I can smack and I can chew on my eyes, but you can't around me. No one else can. We went to go see the Richard Jewell movie mm-hmm. and Karen, don't know if it, that was a real name or not, but she was a Karen, if you know what I mean. She's sitting to my left and she, who does this, orders nacho. A bag of nachos and some cheese, some processed cheese, a big old squirt or three of processed cheese. And Karen, during the entire movie, I couldn't focus 
on the movie because Karen's over here smacking, chewing. I never heard it. That just shows. Like it, I didn't even didn't even register. Horrible. I hate that for you. So okay, so we've got Moe's and unnatural fears and light bulbs. Not 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 things like um, clowns or spiders and snakes or balloons, but unnatural fears that that you have. Leave us. uh, Here's what you can do. You can reach out to us at 770-464-6024, 770-464-6024. What is your unnatural fear? Yeah, as an adult. Not something, I mean, like, I don't like to fly, but that a lot of people share that fear. You know what I mean? But, yeah, something that you are afraid of that may not be normal. You want to maximize your profit when you're selling your home. Sell your home on your time frame without being pressured. You need to call my friend Tracy Cousineau and real estate expert advisors. Their system is proven, proven to get you up to 18% more money than traditional real estate agents. The multi-million dollar strategic marketing system will drive the most demand for your home. Tracy Cousineau's real estate expert advisor system is so powerful that it sold over 300 homes in two years that sat on the market and failed to sell with other agents. To get an absolutely free valuation of what your home would sell for in today's market, call 855-MY-EXPERT, 855-MY-EXPERT, or surf to tracycousineau.com. That's cousin with an E-A-U, because you know she's going to sell your home. tracycousineau.com. I have a piece of paper in front of me right now, and there are six text messages about the same subject. Kind of a sensitive subject. Yeah. That I'm going to address and answer here in uh, the next couple of minutes as we check the mailbag from social media, personal text messages, phone calls, word of mouth, via text at 770-464-6024. Who do you want to give a shout out to? Well, I want to tell you that, you know, I think you guys question. Shout out, that's such Bo- a radio term well, from the 90s. Right. Both you and Let's Han- check the weather. Okay. Both you and Hans questioned my left on red i think and i just no, want I to i want to i want to tell you that there are so many people as i knew that think like me listen to linda leon okay i'm just saying donna makes a lot of sense and a lot is in cap, all caps and you my friend need to keep both hands on the wheel hashtag no driving with knees no kidding hashtag no kidding okay and then robbie holloman says just because it's against the law doesn't mean it's wrong and then listen to this one melanie hale bailey Melanie. Melanie, love Melanie. As is Linda Leon. Yeah, they are. Listen, so Melanie says, Caddy, I have to say, I really agree with Donna in the hashtag left on red when there is nothing coming. Up here in the mountains, there are lots of times when I sit at a red light with no other cars in sight for what seems like hours. I have been known to make that left turn or even go through the red light completely, especially if it happens to be evening or nighttime. And I say, go mama, go Melanie, gas it. I had a couple people reach out to me too. They were like, there's nothing wrong with it. Gas it on, on left. On red. I found this Facebook post and it was posted after I'd maybe put up a tutorial video or something. And somebody wrote, person wrote, who is Cadillac Jack? <laughs> and then Dana, who posted the video, says, Michael, are you serious? And then he says, I don't want to sound stupid, but who is he? Is he a country singer? I don't listen to country. And then Dana pipes in, Michael. He was a DJ for 25 years on Kicks 1015. And so I finally thought I got to chime in here and just say, Michael, it's cool, man, but it's, it's nice to meet you. But right. I, I just, I, I don't expect 
everybody to know who you are to know who i am i wonder if he was disappointed when he found out you weren't like a country famous country artist sharon williams here's one for you just finished listening to my second act with caddy and donna turning left on red laughing on my way to work like old times but better yes i love the fact that when i arrive at work i don't have to stop listening y'all have me cracking up this morning podcasting again you are able to listen when you want to, when you have the time, whether it's on your way to work, on the way home in the afternoon, while you're working out, on your lunch hour. Yes, and if Caddy says something completely ridiculous that you don't want your children to hear, you can pause it, come back to it later. People love Donna. You're a rock star. That's nice. Uh, Jury McClure. I love listening to the podcast. I feel so much with the missing forks. Got a lot of... Yeah. Messages about the fork story. Apparently, I, I really, apparently the chip household is not the only household that only has three forks. I thought it was. I'd eat with a spoon at spaghetti night. Last night. I'd eat with a spoon. It's time a to plastic have, spoon. We've got to go buy some. Just give in and buy some new ones. Can't wait for the next episode. Um, let's see here. Agree with Donna about TikTok. A rabbit hole I regret going down. But did you know? A dog will hold an egg so lightly that it won't break. Oh, God. Did you if, know? I wonder if she's tried that out. All right. Let's, uh, we, we all want to know. We want to know. Did you know? I we was wanna, stalling. Yeah. We want to know. Did you know? What is the number one question? Well, there are six messages that were, I think there were eight text messages and all six of them related, or the question was about one particular subject, one particular person. Yeah. And I, I just want to. Answer the question because I guess a lot of people haven't or are interested in knowing. Uh, hey, Caddy, question. I always loved, all caps, loved hearing you. I'm so ecstatic to know you're streaming podcasts now. Question. Are you and Dallas still close and has she contacted you since being fired? Uh, here's another one. Says Donna, your balance of Caddy is fun to hear, which I agree with that. That's nice. Uh, question. Did your relationship End in a civil way with Dallas. I'm hoping you two are the best to listen to on the radio. Um, radio is not just the same without you. Question, are you still friends with Dallas? You guys, we're so good together. Thanks. That's from Debbie. Um, do, 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 do. Maybe too personal, but how did this affect your relationship with Dallas? You need to take Tug with you on your New Year's trip. Best morning show ever. Miss you three. Uh, and there's actually one more, but um, you get the you get the idea. Let me start with Tug. Tug remains my best friend in the whole world. There's not a week that goes by the tug and I don't see one another for breakfast. You know, he has his own show yep. from uh, noon to three on Atlanta sports X 1230. Yeah. And uh, with Hudson Mason. Yes. Former Georgia quarterback. Tug's tug. Busy. And I, he's we, busy. He, oh, he, he's a hustler. He is a tug hustler. Hustles. Yeah. And there are times I've said to tug, you make the rest of his husbands look really, really bad. Like he takes Laura's car, his wife, mm-hmm. Laura's car to the gas station on Sunday nights and fills it up. And I'm like, dude, you got to stop with that. stuff." Okay. Did you know that? Did you know that tug used to iron Laura's clothes for her? Because we would all be up at three 30 in the morning to do, to leave for the station, to do a morning show. He would iron her clothes. That is so sweet. And he would iron Laura's clothes. I've always said, he knows this, because we've known Tug and Laura and Jake forever. They've been a part of our lives for so long, such an important part of our lives. And I've always said, everyone needs a Tug. I mean, like, he's he's so, he's like, he's like husband material goals. He's the best. Let me tell you a little secret about Tug, though. This is what I love about Tug. Tug is the friend, the person that 
Like, and I can get him in more trouble. You do get him in more trouble. And I don't know why it's me, but like, he's always like, I, I can think of like six different occasions, but like, I remember one time he showed up to like a Sugar Land concert, you know, and was when we all worked for Kicks and Laura, he was just coming by and he was like, listen, I'm going to be, I said, you know, have a drink. He's like, no, no, no. I'm going to be here like 10 minutes. And I swear he was like leading a conga line, like down in the pit, like an hour and a half later, because he's so much fun to get in trouble. And like, oh boy, at the Super Bowl golly i mean he ended up like afterwards remember we ended up at we ended up with tug had tug at the stagecoach in buckhead, oh, that plot yes in buckhead and that I mean, was after a super bowl concert after old dominion yeah and he was like oh i'm just gonna come to the show and then go home he ended up coming home in an uber ride and just i think he slept on his lawn but god i love him i've never been to the stagecoach is that what it's called yeah i've never been to that bar before in buckhead and it's like got two levels or something and so I was just walking around or whatever, you know, just checking it out because I'd never been there before. I come back down to the first level, and the two of you are like in one of those cages, yeah, dancing. I mean, we're like party host. Yeah, no, everybody's like, oh, I'm cheering for y'all. Yeah, and I'm like, oh my gosh, when did this happen? How did this happen? Yeah, Tug and Donna are in a, a go-go cage. Yeah, at the stagecoach in Buckhead. He's so much fun. All right, to the question. Yes. Um, Dallas and I spent eight years together on a morning show. Um, I, I say we were best friends for 20 years. Yes. I haven't heard from her at all. I would imagine, I hope that when I was fired, everyone was told. Leave that alone. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I, don't I don't know. know. I don't know. Because I did hear from a lot of people. Yeah. You know what? Sometimes relationships are hard. And, um, she was a really good friend to our family, and she's been a great friend to us over the years. I would have to say she's been a really good, good friend. You've been a great friend to her. It goes both ways. You know, we've been a good friend to her. We've both, all of us have been through a lot of ups and downs. I mean, high highs and super low lows um, in all of our relationship. And I, you know, I'm a big believer in you don't just throw friendships away. So I hope that. You know, there's something still there, but, you know, listen, want to answer the question honestly. And right now, no, you haven't heard from her, you know. I think there's, and you know, we can talk about that later, but there's a lot of things hard about losing your job. And that's one of them is that you lose contact with people that you were, that were in your lives, you know, every day. And I think it's up to each individual person, how they're going to kind of, keep a relationship going or let it let it go i know you weren't just work friends i mean y'all were you were almost like brother and sister you know um but i i don't know we'll see what happens right yeah but thank you for your question yes question also from uh, amber and jasper amber and jasper thank you and we'll you answer want, anything you want to text a question yeah anything you got you want to text a question you want to leave a voicemail 770-464-6024 and that's all over my social media pages as well. The phone number seven seven zero four six four six zero two four. Hey, what's that thing we always say to our kids? Like you, what is it? You may not like the answer, but we'll always answer the question. You know, and it's so true. Yeah. Our kids have a sixth sense about groceries coming into the house. Will is our twenty year old son. Olivia is our sixteen year old daughter. Goes to Cambridge. Olivia is our youngest. She's thirteen. Charlotte. Charlotte. You remember those kids, don't you? <laughs> yeah, Will. But that, all the listen, kids, that happens. All, all three I of them, call all the wrong kids. names too, yeah. All three of the kids. And 
while they have this sixth sense, maybe your kids do as well. When groceries come into the house, they're, they're, the, the sixth sense doesn't begin when you're unloading the groceries from the oh, car. Right. Yeah. The sixth sense only begins when you are unpacking, and they come down like pack mules. Yeah, we well, know it's like the Walking Dead, and like they, they start come out grabbing, of the woods, grabbing stuff out of the bags. Even like, yeah. it's not even in the pantry yet, it's not even in the fridge yet, and they've broken open a carton of gogurts. Yeah, well, and they, it's almost like they. <laughs> they claim them, you know, you know, and, and you and I always know, okay, that's something we kind of need to hide because whatever they, whatever their attention's drawn to, like Will's like, mmm, fudge stripe cookies. We haven't had those in a while. It's like, uh-oh, mental note, hide those on the third shelf if you want to have one. Um, Because they kind of like, it's like their territory and they're like, you know, they're like cats. They're like peeing on their territory. They're like, okay, fudge stripes are mine. Mmm, go-gurts. Mmm, Nutella, was it Nutella, N- stuff? Nutella. Yeah. Oh, Nutella is like gold hot, bouillon, hot. hot, hot commodity. But yeah, they the they canteen. don't show up, and we need to do a better job of having them help us unload our groceries. But sometimes it's just not worth it because they they try to pick up ten bags and stuff spilling out and everything. But I mean, once it arrives on the counter, they do. They come out like I'm telling you, it's like zombies, you know, because they're in their pajamas and they're like, oh yay, new food, yeah. It's crazy, crazy. I got in trouble for parenting. Oh, I don't think you got in trouble. But Wrong the other day. It's not. Well, I was also from. I was also kind of reprimanded from the school. A verbal reprimand from the school too. Well, I can't control that, but I didn't know the rules. I you? didn't know there was a rule about this. I get a call last week at about eleven o'clock from Charlotte, our thirteen-year-old, who's our youngest, and she's in hysterics, and she says, "Daddy, I don't feel good. Daddy, my stomach hurts. Will you come get me?" I listen, I got nothing going on. I said, of course, sweetie. I'll be there in 15 minutes. No problem. Love you. Wrong answer. Well, you said that too when when I called you after we got home just to say, hey, I went up and picked up Charlotte. Um and and there's a rule that they can't do that. Well And they, I didn't know that. That the kids can't call you. Yeah, no, they direct. Can't, they can't call Why? their parents. Okay, can you imagine all these kids calling from school like, um, hey, I don't feel good. My tooth hurts. Oh, my foot tickles. Right. I got an itch. Come home. Okay. No, no. And this is what's so interesting. For so long, when you were working mornings, you couldn't be the pickup parent, you know, because you just, you couldn't, you couldn't leave. Because of the hours. Yeah. I mean, well, and you couldn't leave the radio station. So they know with me, like there's a series of questions that every parent knows that you go through. So, okay. The call comes in. They, and what's so funny is she knew to call you. She was like, oh, mom, I thought you were in a meeting. Mm-hmm. So it's like if they call me, you go through the series of questions and you move on to the next question. Let's listen to this question. Okay. So do you have a fever? Yes. Okay. Confirmed by the nurse, like documented. <laughs> okay. Documented. Verified. Verified. Because if they have a fever, got to go get them. Can't go back to class. Have you thrown up? Well, I feel like I'm going to throw up. No. no have you thrown up? Okay. <laughs> All right. Are you bloody? Like, did you get punched in the nose? Did you fall down? Is something broken? Okay. Because what you have to do is train them that there's, they got to jump through some hoops to get home. Because otherwise, trust me, this used to happen with our oldest. He would walk the halls at Summit Hill like he was leading imaginary tours. I mean, he would walk from, the nurse's office to class to the bathroom. I mean, they would find him place. And my whole thing was, listen, put him back in class. 
you know, we had to have a conversation with them. And it's not mean. It's not like if you, if they're really sick, obviously you want to go get them. I didn't know if Charlotte was sick or not. That's the whole thing. I, I, I just. She was home and 10 minutes later she was playing her switch. So it's like, you've got to vet it out better. You made it too easy. You know, you want them to be, have to work a little bit. Because here's the thing. And you said to me, oh, well, they stay home and it's no big deal. Staying home is different. Like if you wake up and they're sick and you're like, shoot, okay, they're staying home. But leaving your what's, office. What's the difference? Because then you're kind of like, okay, I've got to work from home or I've got to get child But care. I don't. You've no, got I'm, it lined I'm, up. Let's, let's stay on our discrepancy yeah. from, from, from last week. But because you, you I, don't want to ride the roads. Home. Right. But you don't, don't want to ride the roads. No, I got nothing else to do. Okay, but, but ride the roads and go pick up a sick child. But you're setting you're setting a precedent. You're putting the bar low. I'm not saying I'm not. She's being a mean. straight A student. Okay, she was counted there for the entire day. All right, because I didn't get there till eleven thirty. Yep, I'd gas up your truck because you're going to be over there a lot because you have <laughs> set the precedent that she can come home whenever. Just call dad. And she said to me, so funny, she goes, when I got home, I went up and I'm like, Charlie, are you okay? Is everything okay? And she's like, yeah, you know, I knew not to call you. Well, because she knew that you weren't in, you were in a meeting. You have a full-time was, job. Right? You, listen, you say you work from home, but you don't. You're always on calls and right. making phone calls and on, on conference calls. And, and you and know, that's why you got to vet it out. Because listen, when you're a working parent and they call you and when you see, oh boy, when like you look down, if you have like caller ID and you see like your school come up, like I used to see it, Summit Hill Elementary, you're like, oh gosh. It's actually, I think it says Fulton County Schools. Yeah. It? Fulton County Schools. But you know that oh, when Fulton County Schools pops no. up, that they're not calling from the central office. Yeah. Wanting some sort of record. That's your child calling from their school. Yeah. Hopefully not the principal's office. Better the nurse's office than the principal's office. Got a couple of those too. But the point is, is you have to like vet this out better. You got to go through the series of questions. And if they meet one of those standards, then you've got to go get them. But if it's just like my foot itches, I kind of have a headache. My stomach sort of hurts. It's like this it was, she told me it was her appendix. Oh God! This is what you do first. You say, "Go." My eyes are falling. I don't even know where that is. That's a problem. But <laughs> she told me, and I was like, "Daddy, it's just like somebody has a sword, and they're going bang, 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 <laughs> bang, and then it stops, Daddy." And well, she didn't want to go to the doctor. And that used to be a rule of ours: is that if you if you call to come home sick from school, you better be prepared to go straight to urgent care or yeah. to Doctor Cabrera. Yeah, their pediatrician or, or somewhere because that was that was also another rule that I thought was a little heavy handed, Donna. Well, know. and you can't go to softball that night. Like you can't you can't come home from school and then go do all the fun stuff. I'm you know what? Probably everybody's going to at me because they think I'm being like really mean, mom. But I'm telling you, if you are a working parent, I'm not saying you don't go get your child, but you sort of have to start the bar, and you got to start it in elementary school to where, and that way it's like little. What's that little? What was the person who the boy who cried wolf? Who was that? Remember? I can't remember who that was. Anyway, the point of this is that you have to have them work for it. You have to know when they call you that they're really genuinely sick. Confirm temperature from the school nurse. Correct. Confirm throw up. Yes. Or a vial of blood. Yes. And your excuse for the day. Yeah, like if there's vomit or blood on a shirt, it's probably time to come home. <laughs> you know? We do something and have at our house with our three kids that has really, really worked well. And it's to hold your kids accountable in a very, very good way. And it's called the red plate. And we wanted to share this with you because I think that this could be brought into anybody's family and serve the same purpose and do great for other families as well. It has as for us 
raisin three, and it's the red plate. And the red plate stays in the shelf. Right. Like, like where you keep your other plates. plates. Yeah. Just regular dinnerware. And it's just, this is just a, I just got this particular red plate at Target. You can get, um, I mean, you can go make one as a family together at like one of the pottery places. Um, and yeah. I can't remember where we got this just from. Just go buy one. Yeah. I, I can't remember where we picked it up from. But, it, you can get one at the Dollar Tree. It doesn't have to be red. No, but I mean, I, I don't remember where we started the idea. But um, I think I saw it or read it somewhere. But um, the gist of the red plate is that if you, if someone in the family does something really, um, I don't want to say remarkable, because it could be anything. It's not necessarily like our kids have gotten, you, well, you get to use the red plate. You get to eat your dinner on the red plate. And it could be from something like, you know, when Olivia would hit a home run. I mean, you know, but it it's could, not always school related. No, or grade, grade it, it could related. also be just like we found out that you, you know, in conversation, you told us you went to bat for a friend that, you know, I remember one time Charlotte telling me that she went and sat with someone um, who didn't have anyone to eat lunch with. And we didn't say at that moment, like, oh, you're the red plater. You know what I mean? What you do is that night at dinner, you pull out the red plate and you put their dinner, everybody else is eating on their regular plates and whoever is the red plater. You and I have been the red platers before for different things. But the other thing is, is it really, there's no set time for when it comes out. It's it not. Could, you could go weeks without the red months. plate coming out. Yeah. Hopefully not. I mean, hopefully someone does something good. But yeah, I mean, you know, and it's not. And I think each family has to decide what they're going to do. It's not necessarily like if you have a great report card or, you know, it. you you sort of have to set your own kind of, you know, how you're going to do it and when you're going to pull it out. But I will tell you, it's so cool. Like our kids now with Will being 20, the other day we were making dinner and the red plate was on the top of the plates and nobody will touch that plate. Like you can't just grab it. For he, dinner. Yeah. And it was so ingrained in him that he was like, you know, I'm not going to because it was the next plate, but he went to the two plates down to get it. And um, I just remember when our kids were, you know, smaller and whoever was eating on the red plate. And what you do is you say, you know, Will is our red plater tonight. Will, tell us why you're the red plater. You know, and sometimes they wouldn't even know. And we would say, well, it's because you did, you know, X or Y or Z. But it's just kind of a cool way to like um, celebrate things they're doing. And I think the beautiful thing about it is it doesn't have to be, like you said, it doesn't have to be grade related because everybody can qualify. You know, sometimes in a family of three, we have this. We have kids who are amazing athletes and we have kids who are kind souls and we have kids who are great at school. But work part time. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think that like you have to find, especially in any family, whether you have one child, two children, six kids, you have to find what makes each kid kind of special. And so it gave us an opportunity to really highlight those things along the way. It's it's really been a cool thing. Dinner time is very is still very important in our family. Yes. Dinner is at seven o'clock and everybody's expected to be there. If Will is working and say he got an extra call and he's working late, he'll send me a text. Dad not gonna make it for dinner. I'm in Carrollton or I'm in Forest Park or Gainesville. Uh make me a plate if you don't mind, which we always do. But he checks in if he's not gonna be there at dinner. So maybe this is something that you can bring into your dinner with your family and your kids. It's the red plate or whatever color you want to yeah, it could, it could be the blue plate. Bye. And you know what? I will say, I think you Yard are sale, flea market. You you were always the lead on that. And there were times throughout when the kids were growing up that I kind of would get annoyed over the whole dinner thing and what time we're we eating dinner and this is when we're all gonna sit down for dinner. But you were always the lead on that, that it was very important 
that we all sat down as a family and ate around the table. We've never been a family who ate in front of the TV or one person sat and, you know, ate their dinner one place. And, and, and listen, we are nowhere near perfect. It has been that, you know, over the years, there's been plenty of times where, you know, Olivia was playing travel softball, Charlotte was playing another sport, Will was doing another sport where we were eating fast food. I mean, it happens, you know, we're, we don't sit down every night. But when we have dinner at home, we sit at the table. Um, and we goof off and we talk about our day. And so it doesn't matter. And I, I'm a firm believer in this. I've learned this through the years. It doesn't matter if you're eating together one time or every single night. If you make that one time just kind of special, it, it makes a, it makes an impression on your kids. The opposite of how I grew up. You know, I don't know about you, but like my my dad would come home at the same night, same time, you know, every night, and because my mom was a stay at home mom, and she would have made dinner. But a lot of times, like my dad wouldn't eat with us. We would eat in on TV trays. We would, you know, it just wasn't. There was no coordinated effort to kind of like sit down and have a meal. So I think it's really good. I think it's good for your family. Let's uh, thank Shaquille O'Neal. Was that really Shaq for doing the intro? to this episode of Cadillac Jack, my second act. That was Shaquille O'Neal. Let me give you the backstory about how that came to be. A friend of mine and a former colleague, Rob Jenners, who is the production director at 680 The Fan, but he also is a co-host and producer of Shaq's podcast. Uh, you know, Shaq lives, lives here, really. Yeah, in Atlanta. And it's the big podcast with Shaq. And so we are Friday night at Pizza Love and Pizza we're coming back from somewhere, and, and, and we decided to get pizza for dinner. Again, we don't always eat at home. We try to, though. Fridays are also the toughest day of the week yeah, by mix, far. Mixed bag. So I get this message from Rob, and he says a text, and he says, hey, man, what's your email address? I got some audio I want you to hear, or I have some audio for you. And I send him back my email address, and we're sitting there, and all of a sudden I get an email notification, and I open it up. And it says uh, from Rob, so I'm making spaghetti, set out some plates, open the drawer, and three forks in all caps. Thought immediately of you. Funny story from the first show. I've listened to both and really enjoy it. Uh, I know you didn't ask for this, but I had him do it anyway. Not sure if you want to use it, but here you go. What? And attached, an attachment in the email is this intro from Shaquille O'Neal. I, I think we can play it again. Can we play it again? I think Shaq deserves two, two spins. Seriously. Right? Hey, it's Shaquille O'Neal, and as you know, I love me some white boy classes. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, take these broken girls, just when I, you know what I'm talking about. Thank God I'm a country boy. I've got friends in low places. My man Cadillac Jack, he's back. So welcome to the Cadillac Jack, my second act. I, I couldn't believe it. One I, of the greatest players in NBA it. history. One of the most recognized figures in the world. I mean, the guy is 7'1" has like a 22 shoe size, size 22 for his shoes. You see him on television, Carnival, Icy Hot, Pepsi, Vitamin Water. And he's so happy. He's like such a happy person. I, honestly, I, I hardly could believe it when, when the audio came in. I can hardly believe it now. But I mean, I know it's Shaq. But this is, this is tough because like I'm in charge of the next intro. So we've had some amazing people. You know, we've had Christian Bush. We've had Mayor Gilvin. Mayor Gilvin. We've had Officer Raider. And Raider. We've had Shaquille O'Neal. Who you got? Who, who's in the queue? Who are you talking? Who are you booking? I've got Carl from like the Crabapple Kroger, who's am who's amazing, amazing. You probably need to up your game a little bit. But I mean, he's no Shaq. Thank you, Rob Jenner's. 
Thank you very yes. much. That was a that was a great little surprise. Very nice and a great little great little uh, treat. Text or leave a message for the show seven seven zero four six four six zero two four seven seven zero four six four six zero two four. We do have a small ask of you. Three simple things: hit the subscribe button so you won't miss anything coming up. On Tuesday and Thursday, when new episodes post, if you have already subscribed, then all the episodes automatically are in your podcast feed at uh, midnight on Tuesday and Thursday. And you can always check your library as well. Remember, podcasts don't go away. They live forever. You don't have to listen at a specific time. You can break it up. Listen when you want to, whatever you're doing. Yeah, and make sure um, you rate and leave us a five-star review. And we've had a lot of people say, how do I give you a rating? How do I do that? And what you do is you go to your library and then go to um, see all reviews, and then you rate and review right there. And um, just you know, you don't you don't have to leave a comment. You can just give us a rating. But if you want to leave a nice comment, a nice comment, that would be great. We appreciate it. Easy to do, and show our sponsor some love. Yeah, I had lunch over the holidays with uh, Jason Williford and Tracy Cousineau, and we were having a lunch. And you know, they said, "What are you doing?" And I said, I'm doing this podcasting with my wife, my second act. It's going to be a lot of fun. Going to be able to tell stories and no time restrictions and do what I want to do and control the content and the messaging. She says, how we be a part of it. Thank you, Tracy Kuzner, real estate expert advisors for your support. Uh, Tracy said to me at that lunch, listen, doesn't matter where you would have gone. We would have followed you and been a partner no matter what. And that means a lot. Yeah, they're great partners. My apologies to Ben Burnett. We ran out of time. You can check out his podcast, The Ben Burnett Show. We'll try to book him as soon as we can on Cadillac Jack, my second act part of the Appen Podcast Network. 